Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the notion of value. At the end of the day, the market definition is that value is what people are willing to pay. So against that definition, there can be no such thing as an inflated value or unrealistic value. You might just choose to accept that the value changes over time. But that's far too simplistic. As investors, we seek to make investment decisions that are on the right side of history. Buy low, sell high is at the foundation. So then the right question is, what is the intrinsic value of an asset? In a world of falling asset values, it's hard to make sense of any investment strategy if you adopt short-term thinking. But if you step back a little, the problem is actually remarkably simple. We know that global gold production peaked a few years ago and is falling as the world runs out of gold reserves. Other precious metals are in similar shape. So why have commodity prices for gold, silver, and platinum remained so low? We also know the world is running out of oil. So why are oil prices falling so rapidly? Bitcoin has lost 80% of its value this year. In fact, it lost a third of its value in just the last seven days. Here's the problem. Why is Bitcoin worth anything at all? I've got a technology background, pretty familiar with the techniques that are used to create a digital token. It's merely an entry in a distributed, very slow database. Its sole redeeming feature is that the distributed nature of the database means it doesn't require any one person or entity to be trusted. So why does it have value? We'll get back to that in a minute. If you went back through history and walked into a village and asked the townspeople who's the wealthiest person in town, they would almost all point to the person who had the most land, the most livestock, or the largest number of trees. These are all forms of primary wealth, primary value. Secondary value is derived from primary value, and this includes things like cash in the bank. And tertiary value is the paper that's derived from the secondary value. This includes all the stocks and bonds and associated derivative pieces of paper. This is all built off of the secondary value. Tertiary value doesn't exist without secondary, and secondary doesn't exist without primary, unless we get into a distortion. Problems get created when primary, secondary, and tertiary derivatives of value get separated from one another. The ebb and flow of value and wealth has a number of contributing variables. As primary value shifts from one competitor to another, there can be a geographic shift of wealth. For example, as Toyota and Honda are expanding manufacturing in Huntsville, Alabama, General Motors seems ready to undergo another round of global restructuring. Their operations in Oshawa, Canada, used to employ 40,000 people. Today, there's about 2,500 unionized workers at the plant, and it's expected that by the end of next year, GM will close that operation completely and exit the Oshawa market. Part of a larger corporate restructuring that includes shutting down five manufacturing plants and letting go a total of about 10,000 workers in North America. In this market where there are big winners, there are almost just as many losers. The second form of wealth transfer involves the movement of money into and out of paper assets. In a rising tide that lifts all boats, you can create an aura of optimism and prosperity. A falling tide does exactly the opposite. It means that prices might have been too high and we could see better prices in our future. We all know that Bitcoin at $20,000 a token made no sense, yet people made that trade. I personally don't know if a Bitcoin makes sense even at $1. Why? Because on a fundamental basis, there's nothing tangible supporting the value of 20000 
or today's price of $4,000, or even $1, apart from a market agreement that it's worth currently what it's trading for. There's no underlying primary value to a Bitcoin token. It's only a notional value that's what people believe it's worth. And if the only thing supporting the value of an asset is a shared belief, I would argue it's a pretty fragile foundation. It's hard to connect the value, say, of Apple stock to its underlying intrinsic value. Is it worth 20 times earnings like it was back in September? Or is it worth 14 and a half times earnings at what the stock was trading at at the beginning of this week? Here, too, the market analysts try and figure out the intrinsic underlying value of the company, but the market ignores that and focuses on the value of the stock. It's a very strange world we live in. You might be saying, well, that's all fine, but I'm invested in real estate. It's a hard asset, and therefore I'm safe. I've got primary value. Well, don't get too excited. The notion of value still needs to connect to the intrinsic underlying value. It's true that most savvy investors realize the C-Class apartment complex in Plano, Texas, that was being listed at a 5% cap rate made no sense. Yet somebody made that trade. Somebody bought it at about a 5% cap rate. When a C-Class apartment is being valued at or near the same price as a B-Class or even an A-Class apartment complex, you know there's something wrong. That's the difference. The notion of value has become disconnected from the underlying intrinsic value. I know it's not particularly sexy or exciting to be talking about fundamentals, because you can't get rich quick on fundamentals. Why? Because fundamentals don't change quickly from one week to the next. They change over time as true value is created. True value that's connected to primary value. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.